Why this fool got more comics than a motherfucker? MCMF, the podcast where I get my friends to read comic books to make comic books easier for you. How did I fuck that up again? (laughs) (laughs) I think I've done that consistently the right way like twice. (laughs) Leave it in. Leave it in. Yeah, oh yeah, that's in. That's that's staying in there. Uh, There's Marcus, (laughs) Mr. Summers, if you're nasty, joining me for the third time. I believe you're the first person to be on the show three times. Uh, It's Jake. And I, I, first of all, I want to accept my award for most popular. Clearly, <laughs> I am. I'm the most loved. Nobody else who's been on the show is is nearly as much of a favorite as me. Uh, that's obvious. So yeah. I appreciate you for placing me above everyone else. <laughs> the the tier list is like Jake and then everybody else. Exactly. I'm setting the standard. <laughs> uh, we are reading sex criminals uh this is sex criminals volume five uh which i'll say when i said oh let's do this one i was definitely thinking it was volume four was the one i was thinking of (laughs) because i was like oh i want to do the one where uh where their friends their friends break up and robert is sitting in his car listening to music and he's like fucking grown ass man listen to this bullshit um because I thought that the two things happened at the same time. Like, just reading the description, it's like, oh yeah, that's got to be that. Those two things definitely happened simultaneously. They didn't. Uh, this is volume five, where John and Susie, our protagonists, uh, break up. Or, or they're all, they have been broken up for, for six months at this point. Um, the premise of this book, uh, as I understand it, came about with Matt Fraction texting Chip Sarsky, "Hey man, what if we did a book about a guy who stops times when who stops time when he comes?" That's it. That was the whole premise of this book, and then it evolved into these two people who can stop time when they come, who then use that power uh, to stop time or to rob banks, <laughs> which is the best way to go. Best I mean... use of time stop. It is, and and also the most Matt Fraction and Chip Zdarsky thing they could possibly come up with, um, because I think Fraction is the most like charmingly horny guy to write <laughs> comics. Like top like, five most everybody. fucker. Yeah, like everybody who writes comics has some sort of weird sexual hangup. At least his <laughs> is charming and he's funny. Yeah, I mean, like Chris Claremont, it, it was like he liked women. Uh, he liked dominatrixes. Yeah, which Thus... hey. Hey. Thus, all the X-Men stories of the 80s. Yeah, and, and you know, whom amongst us, that's hey. fine, you know, but... God bless him. At least he was honest. <laughs> hey, Chris, why is every woman in every one of your books, like, really powerful and always in charge or and wearing the highest heels? Again... Whom amongst us? Okay. <laughs> hey, why is Emma Frost like basically wearing nothing at all? Why indeed? Is that a question? <laughs> like, I feel like the question sort of begs the answer. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. We're already there. Good. You've already we know got what the this answer. Is. Um, 
so yeah, Fraction, charmingly horny, uh, Chip Zarsky, uh, <laughs> responsible for that very funny image where Storm says she dated a weatherman and they had to break up. Yep. Yep. Uh, the, also, I think at the time that this book came out, Zarsky was doing, um, he was, he was doing Howard the Duck and had just started his Spider-Man run. That sounds about right. Because he had, it was one writing one of the many Spider-Man spinoff books at the time. I think he was writing one just called Spidey. Um, and I think they were working on uh, Hawkeye together around the time this started, if I'm not mistaken. Fraction, which was Fraction and on, uh, David Aha were working together. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. But Fraction's run on Hawkeye is, is, is absolute incredible. gold. Yeah. That's, that's, we should do that one sometime. Yes. Well, I, yes. Yes. Uh, and so this book came out 2013, 2014, because this was, I remember you were the one who put me on to like, hey, check out some of this image stuff, because they were doing a lot of cool stuff at this time. It was this, it was Black Science, um, The Wicked and the Divine, and Low, I think was the other one. And so all of those books were coming out around the same time and just image was just fully killing it because uh for those of you that don't know image comics is the kind of creator owned creator run uh company where unlike marvel and dc and dark horse if you create something under the image you know an image publishes it you own it todd mcfarland owns spawn forever you know, robert yep. kirkman owns uh invincible Fraction and Zarsky own this. Um, and it gives you a lot of creative freedom. Such as to do a story where uh, two people have sex and rob banks. Uh, they broke up in issue 20, the previous issue. Because we're starting from issue 21 to 25. Um, in issue 20, they break up because John can't leave well enough alone. They decide to stop robbing banks and um, to leave the whole other world of shit that they stepped into uh, alone. Come world. Yeah, come world as John. So, <laughs> yeah, they all, every person who can do it has their own name for it because they find out they're not the only people that can do it. Um, so, John calls it come world. Susie calls, Susie calls it the quiet, which is very poetic of her. Um, uh, I think someone later calls it the Frozen Realm. I think that's Kegelface. Kegelface, yeah. Myrtle Spurge, a.k.a. Kegelface. Myrtle Spurge. A lot of Which great, a, like... Great names! <laughs> a lot of 8th grade stuff going on here. There's a, a character who, uh, we meet her, she's in this run, uh, her name's Anna. Uh, Dr. Anna Kincaid. But in the 90s, she was the porn star Jasmine St. Cocaine. Which is... I'm really upset that wasn't an actual porn star name because that's just you just missed just you missed some the gold that. with that. Jasmine Saint Cocaine is as a top five fake name. That is sick, man. That should be a that should be a rapper. I'm surprised that's not like an alternate. I'm surprised that's not like an alter ego for Meg Thee Stallion or something. Like it's, it's right alter ego there for for Cupcake. Yeah, Jasmine Saint Cocaine. Um, well, let's get into it. Uh, issue 21, uh, previously in Sex Criminals, John and Susie broke up. So now it's like six months later? Question mark. 
we open on John, who says, I'm in cum world all the time. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, this brings us into probably one of the better visuals here, and I had to show my wife what I was reading. Um, and so I just showed her the screen of him in cum world, there's like a dude with a dick by his face looking like an Apple logo. Is this fuck um, different? You know, there's a there's a vibrator on the wall that says maybe too much. <laughs> yeah. is the name of the and wide wiener and, and but just, also long is another good one there. Oh yeah, great stuff. All kinds of great little details in this. Yeah, so come world, usually when John references it, he means the place he when time stops. When he stops the time Dio style uh, by busting a nut, he's usually, that's what he means usually when he says cum world. Uh, in this case, it is a sex shop. Uh, and he's like, there's probably some kind of, I don't know, irony or symbolism or there's like a shitty 80s Twilight Zone that ends like this. Whatever. It's fine. Everything is fine. It's fine. A lot of it's fines yes. in this one. John is trying to make the best of his life as it is now. Uh, he also grew a beard between uh, between the breakup and now. Great uh, depressed guy motif there. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he's like, you know, it's less travel and the employee discount is good. Not as good as stealing it all. I forgot he used to rob the sex shop. <laughs> In the Which, what time. else would you do with that power? <laughs> Let's be real. That, that would be the very first thing that would go through my mind. Like, I can do this now? Well, let's just, like, make sure that I can do this more. Yeah, I can do it all the time. Let's let's make sure it is easy to do this whenever. Which is why Kegelface is the smartest person in this book. Because <laughs> she can do it on command. Yeah, and again perfect use of these powers i'm really really jealous not only of the power itself which would be sick yes would be sick top five power um although Time i would say broadly that, good power yeah yeah and and i would say that you know this would have made retail jobs of mine a lot more interesting <laughs> see i feel like I, stopping time not great for a retail job speeding up time that's where you want to go yeah, I just thought of that as soon as I said it. That being said, though, uh, if I could, like, stop time and, like, just, like, <laughs> just, like, give a customer a good one, too. Oh, that'd make my day a lot better. It's like, just, time has stopped. You stupid that's, fuck. <laughs> you those, idiot. That's, like, two satisfactory things back to back. Like, I'm getting one bit of satisfaction that sets up the other satisfaction. I love that. Right. Uh, so, John, we meet John's new girlfriend. Uh, I think her name is Polly. Polly. Which is, which is a, a fun joke, yeah, because they're in a polyamorous relationship now. Uh, ha ha, he he. Ha ha, get it? Uh, and uh, she's like, hey, remember that guy Jeff from work? That thing is tomorrow night. This is important. Yes. <laughs> this will be important later. Uh, we yes. meet Dewey, who I thought was the bus driver for the longest fucking time. I could not tell those guys apart. Yeah, like the the like chubby dude who's kind of got a bit of like anxiety about his sexuality. And Some of the them weird... are gay. He makes the weird angels. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, that was him. Yes. It? See, <laughs> I that always think him. it's the other guy. No, this is him. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Zarsky had one mistake here, and that's making a lot of awkward chubby guys in this kind of look the same. Yeah. One of them should have been blonde or something. I don't know. It would have been easier to tell them apart. Uh, Give one of them near ring. Who knows? Right. So Dewey, Alex, and uh, and John meet up at this place called Food Gazi. Food Gazi. <laughs> Pretty good name. Pretty good name. And so he was. He, he works at the <laughs> bank. He's like, hey, Kegelface came in uh, to deposit her check. And he's like, I'm telling you, it seems like direct deposit would be a terrific banking solution to relieve a little for a little pressure from her busy work and life, work and home life. But well, who knows anything that woman is doing? Uh, I think we have some ideas of what she's doing, but yeah, you know. yeah. Uh, Kegelface runs right into Dave. I think his name is. They make a joke out of the fact that nobody can remember his name, which causes me to not remember his name. I think his name is Dave. He's I'm pretty John, sure it's Dave. He's John's therapist, who is also conveniently dating John's former boss, Anna Kincaid, a.k.a. Jasmine St. Cocaine. Yes. That is, it is important that every single time you bring her up, you have to, to yeah, you gotta, make you gotta sure put respect that she's known. It's, it's like how you, whenever you talk about MF Doom, you got to type in all caps. Same thing. All caps when you spell her name. Thank you. <laughs> uh... So, and she just makes a note. She says, you're still in my head, too. Good. Because she was fucking Dave and then stole his fi- stole John's file from Dave. Right. Okay. See, I'm glad that you mentioned that because mm-hmm. this came out almost 10 years ago. And it's probably been almost 10 years ago that I read that. Right. Holy crap, I am old. That just <laughs> hit me like a ton of yeah. bricks. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, whenever Ouch. I think, like, when I talk to Manny or Will, I'm like, fuck, you guys knew me when I was in high school. Fuck, I've been out of high school yeah. for almost 10 years. Yeah, same. Oh, dear God. Keep going. This is we're older now this than viral. those guys were when we met them. Uh, oh. <laughs> it's fucked up. Um, so. Please move on. Yeah, so John is on the phone with Polly again. Uh Great little thing in this panel. We see that because this sex shop is like ma- modeled after an Apple store. There's a little th- thing that says penis bar. Again, great why joke. Why hasn't somebody done this yet? <laughs> um, so this woman, uh, th- so Polly calls John and, uh, you know, a woman leaves. And uh, she's, he's like, oh, who's that? She's like, oh, that girl Becky. She's like, oh, she was cute. Yeah, you should see her naked. Eh, maybe next time. <laughs> I just wanted to include that because it's a good joke. Uh, oh, it's great. So she's reminding him, hey, we have that party we're going to with that guy from my job. Don't be late. And there's a miscommunication because it's Halloween. And she keeps saying, she says- fancy dress party. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah fancy dress up party. I know. And, he's and like, of course, of course, he has to show up <laughs> dressed as Freddie Mercury, just like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, and short of course, shorts, V-neck, boots to the thigh, the mustache. The mustache is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it goes dumb. It really does. Uh, he's like, it's, she's like, fancy dress, John. Fuck. He's like, he's like, why would they say fancy dress for a dinner party on Halloween? Because they're adults. Valid question. 
It's a valid question. I don't care what she has to say. Yeah. And, uh, of course, who also missed the memo on the difference between fancy dress and fancy dress-up? It's Susie, who is also dressed like As Freddie Mercury. Mercury. That, oh, they should have just ended the comic there. This like, book should have oh, ended right we're there. Clearly, we're clearly <laughs> we're still in meant love. for each we're other. We're still synced up. Let's just, let's just work fuck it out. off and like live in Barbados doing whatever we're doing. <laughs> like all these people dressed very well, including my main man Robert Rainbow, John's best friend, a gynecologist, who is dating the Susie's gay gynecologist. He's uh he's dating Susie's best friend. Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, up. yeah. They have a. I'm getting too many people mixed up. Are. Yeah, a lot that's of characters right. in this book, and this is the point where it really becomes about the characters and less about the plot. Um, and so Susie's like, <laughs> it's funny. It can always get worse. <laughs> of course, he'd be here, and of course, he'd make the same mistake. Uh, <laughs> and Polly's- this is where we start. You know, this is where we start running into one of my favorite themes here, and that's, you know, putting people in boxes, right? And, like, everybody seems to be defining one another in ways that aren't totally fair. Um, And the more I'm talking about that out loud, the more it's really hitting me that, like, yeah, that, that to me seems to be one of the, like, underspoken themes throughout this whole thing is that everybody's sort of defining each other without each other's consent to do so. Right. Like, John and Susie reflect each other in ways that I don't think they thought they did. And it really comes yeah. out at this point. Um, it comes out a lot in their narration, where they think the same thing at the same time. Right. Like, these are two people who are made for each other. Um, in a way that doesn't feel forced. Right. It's just, wow, these two happen to be a lot alike. Um, also, it's not in this uh, in this arc, but there is a... Uh, a page in the previous arc that I think about a lot where John is like he's putting something together for Susie and she's just watching him just staring at his arms and he goes don't you have somewhere to be and she's like oh, you know objectifying you a little bit yeah he's like I got dreams I got hopes and goals fuck I, I got it, a piece of meat I'm just like wow and then for the audience at home, you can't see this. But I'm holding up my wedding ring to the camera right now. I get it. Listen, to be objectified there. by somebody you love, that's different. It's Tell a beautiful me, experience. It's a it truly wonderful is. wonderful thing. Just like, are you <laughs> staring at my my ass? Why? Oh, who's there? Cool, actually. I'm not saying stop, but I'm not why? saying stop. I'm just wondering what the impetus for this was. Right, are you, are we going to do something with this? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Time are here? you... Because <laughs> yeah. I can block out 20 minutes. <laughs> well, I got a TV a half set. hour in me. <laughs> oh. So, Susie is reflecting, going like, hey, Susie, drinking out of a comically large box of wine. <laughs> Been there reflecting and she's like look what's gonna happen we were a thing once now we're not and look jeff's maybe maybe jeff's not mr excitement and just this is interstitched this panel is between a page of 
her and Jeff having sex and her telling him, wait, hold on, stop him going, Lot of There's a whole lot of really impressive care taken into this series with like how to, you know, type out the sound of somebody having a really disappointing orgasm. <laughs> like, it, they really put a lot of work into that. It's, it's literally in lowercase n and all caps n g n g g g g g g g o o I'm gonna bring it back real quick to whom's among us. <laughs> He's making sounds like Ryu when you KO him. So, Go home and be a family man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> so that that page is on the that panel is on the other side of John and Susie in ski masks fucking in a bank vault. It's the like, most maybe... erotic thing I could possibly imagine. <laughs> I don't want my wife reading that one because she'll get ideas, and I'm not so bold. Okay, I'm married to the I, bold one. She I'm impressionable. <laughs> If that sentence, them having sex in the stop time inside a bank vault, feels like somebody threw darts at a board. Oh, absolutely. They spun the wheel, and what did they come up with? Right. Um, so, well, he's not Mr. Let's Rob a Goddamn Bank, either. And there's this really good... They're staring at some art that's just dicks on, in things? On things? Yeah, and... and... It's really, there's a lot you could get into there, right? Yeah. Because, um, you know, there's a lot of talk. I think it's in this issue um, of him talking, of the, the artist, the douchebag boyfriend, uh, is talking about, like, the artistic side of some guy who put things in little boxes, and they weren't terribly well-constructed boxes, but they were vessels for something else, and that was the real artistry. And that's when it, like, clicked with me, like, okay. I see what you're getting at here. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole theme running through it that I mentioned of like, you're putting in people in boxes that they don't necessarily fit in here, bud. Mm -hmm. I really like too is, about this, this big panel of him talking is that it is formatted in such a way where it's like, yeah, you should read this, but also who okay. <laughs> like it yeah. like form it's formatted in such a way where it's like, this dude is super up his own ass. Oh, yeah, it's perfect. It, it really, and, and that's really just goes back to, I think, what Fraction is really good at, which is doing a sort of meta communication there. Right. And it's something that only the best writers in, in comics can really pull off. Mm -hmm. It's like, not we're not just writing dialogue and then putting it into a dialogue box. We're making full use of the, the, of the, the space and the medium format here. Because the yeah. way it's formatted, the text bubbles take up half this panel. And, and run off the panel. And run off the panel, yeah. You don't see what the first part of what he says is, so you get the impression he has been talking and rambling, and Susie does not give a shit. Because <laughs> she yeah. doesn't say anything, she doesn't interrupt him, and then she says the line of like, what if he was just another asshole that like putting pretty things in boxes? Worth mentioning, the artist's name is Joseph Pornell. And the yes. <laughs> the collection yes. is called A Bird in the Handjob. Just great. 
Yeah. And you just like, she is not, you can tell she is not interested in him. Even if you remove the text where she's saying, he's not like the one, fine, okay. But he's older, mature, more reasonable. He's got a job and a house and blah. And sure, the sex is meh. And you get that vibe. You get the vibe that she is not really that interested in this guy. No, she's going for the anti-John. Right, That classic yes. rom-com movie. Because this is a rom-com. Yeah, absolutely. This book is a fucking rom-com. Yeah. Uh, and so she's like, to be honest, it's everything I can do to get away from sex. Uh, she's moved back in with her mom. <laughs> and she goes downstairs... <laughs> The best. The best. <laughs> All character. the jokes of Susie's mom are so fucking funny. Uh, Susie Every, g- yeah. gets downstairs, and her mom and her three friends are sitting on the floor uh, under candlelight. Uh, no pants on. <laughs> nope. No drawers. They're Winnie the Pooh in it. Yeah. Fully Winnie the Pooh. Mirrors pointing at their vaginas. And she says, baby, come join our, <laughs> baby, come join our circle of juicy crones. We're exploring our deltas of Venus. And Susie looks. Juicy crones. <laughs> juicy crones. And yes, I'm leaning directly into the microphone right now because juicy crones. Susie looks on in horror and her mother looks up grinning. She says, "She says, our vaginas." Susie turns around and goes right back upstairs. So I want to give give the the listener a little color here. Her mother is drawn to kind of look like she should be in the Golden Girls. Yes, like she has the face of a Golden Girl, um, and that just that just puts everything. It spices it up just a little bit for me because. Susie continues to go on and says this about her mom, and I wrote in my notes this in a straight quote. She sucks more dick than the pre-All-Star break 2017 Chicago Cubs. Which I didn't realize until I went back and reread. There's a joke in the previous arc where Susie, talking about Anna, says, seriously, she sucked more dick than the 1908 to 2015 Chicago Cubs. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) Now, aren't you from Chicago? I am. I root for the White Sox, though. Okay, so this this felt good for you. It felt very good, because fuck the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm from a place that doesn't have any professional teams. Right, so you got a lot of college teams, but... Yeah, we're all about college football and uh, horse racing, which is, you know, the two pastimes to watch of, like, racist white guys with goatees. <laughs> You know, man, I just I just like the college game better. It seems like they care more about the game. There's no money involved. They just, it's just the heart. It's just for they the love of the game. Heart. They're not divas. They say divas like it's a slur. Like it yeah. feels dirty when you say divas. That damn diva Odell Beckham Jr. None of that here. This has been my whole life. <laughs> God. So Susie's mom uh, bought a house that is an exact replica of the house that sh- they lived in when she was a kid. Um, like down to all the details of her bedroom, the details of her uh, of her de- late father's office. But yeah, she says she's getting more action than, than me these days. 
<laughs> Seriously, she yeah. sucks more dick than the pre-All-Star break Chicago Cubs. Yeah, and so, you know, I guess a thematic segue, you can wrap up this issue from a plot standpoint, but from as a thematic bridge, I just want to say that the, this whole part of it is really poignant, um, and I think that another strength of Fraction as a writer is that he's able to very nimbly change tone. Yes. Um, because she's she's he's writing this in a way that still feels kind of quirky and comedic, but then very gently slides into poignancy that I don't think people can really pull off yeah. when they're not a strong writer like that. Um, because I, you know, as somebody, I lost a parent when I was young. You know, my dad passed away when I was 19. Right. Um, and so reading this part of it and seeing the sort of, anachronistic sort of way that the houses are designed and decorated and people start again putting things in a box that don't fit um that felt that hit home you know um and and her sort of walking through her own memories uh in this part and in the next issue you know i thought that was really brilliantly done and as again especially for somebody who's kind of been through that right yeah um so this issue wraps up with Susie going to house sit for uh, for Anna while she and Dave uh, go out to uh, they go on a trip and she just says oh god everything is so totally fucked um, it's funny to see how their relationship evolved from previous parts because there's a bit earlier uh, it leads to a very funny gag where uh, basically they get into an argument we don't see the argument because Fraction didn't know how to write it so he, there's this like three page long gag that is uh, him, that is Matt and Chip talking about like, hey, how do we do this? How do we write this in such a way that it doesn't feel like Susie is being cruel uh, about Anna's history, but also she wants to bring it up because she wants to be mean. How do we bring these things up? And it just keeps going and that like, it'll be like four panels of Fraction venting and then Sarsky going, like like wearing a fur coat and he's like sorry chum could you say say again uh the jughead money just came in the jughead money that's that's a wonderful like two word jughead money uh, yeah phrase. yeah that just feels good to say um also i want to touch briefly before we move to the next issue on the letter page from uh from sex criminals because this was this became one of the funnier things about it was that they would put these joke sex tips in the letter page oh yeah uh so this one says objectify your partner by putting a price tag around his dick then marking it down drastically as damaged and nobody wants this <laughs> jake is once again holding up his wedding ring <laughs> <laughs> yeah like tom brady like check the ring <laughs> Oh fuck! Uh, <laughs> sometimes people are shy about their bodies, so be sure to let them know during sex that it's not as bad as they think it is. Fair. <laughs> and of course, my favorite one from here is uh, remember, sex isn't a race. Because if it was, I'd be fucking covered in sponsor logos. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, you know, I, I said, um, I, I have a job where I have to wake up at six six thirty in the morning these days, so I don't have time for 
anything. Uh, so I had to skip a lot of these. Uh, so I'm glad you didn't. Oh, oh, I had to. I had to go and read these again because they're so good. They're the uh, best part of the book. For for yeah. those listening at home, please, if you don't even read the book, just, just read the books. just read the letters because they're funny. There's like a bit in one of the letters where somebody's talking about like being the other man in a relationship, and Franklin's like, "This seems like a really unhealthy way of coping with what's going on in your life." But hey, fuck it. God bless. Yeah, it's lo- lovely to hear about things that you totally don't know anything about and totally don't have experience with. Thank you for <laughs> filling me in on that experience that I don't know anything about. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> um. So, issue 22 opens with a... One, it opens with a, a little bit that is to, written to the tune of uh, of uh, Living on a Prayer. <laughs> Which, I'm going to read it. I'm just going to say, it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, leave something for the audience. They, yeah, they need go, to, yeah, I want y'all to see that. Uh, it's pretty good. This is an experience that you have to have for yourself. Susie is going downstairs and she's like, Hey, Mom, uh, I got, you know... I don't know, I should be back like 10 or 11. I shouldn't be too late. And her mom's like, uh... Her mom is setting out these beanbag chairs and vibrators. And she's like, I gotta pick up Mrs. Monroe's and Vicky from AA. It's my... <laughs> First of all, picking them up from AA for... For this, for her... <clears throat> Splash Queen Ejaculation Goddess Elevation Workshop. I wish I had an air horn. I, I <laughs> can go back and post and just add air horns to that. And she said, and she says, we're going to be lavender belts in squirting. And just, again, another page where Susie stares at her mom and her mom stares back at her. And, With the golden girl face. Yeah, and Susie just goes right back upstairs, and her mom yells, You have a vast feminine reservoir inside of you, baby! I know you do! I believe in your womanly powers! <laughs> so it was this this moment, because my wife had never played any of the Grand Theft Auto games. Right? Yeah. Um, which is impressive, because she's been like a hardcore video game person. Right, and she's, she's our age, so I don't have that. Yeah, that she exactly. missed that. She just missed the boat on it. Um, and so we got Grand Theft Auto Five. so I beat it for the third time now. Right. And uh, she's been playing through it, and this reminded me of Lamar's aunt. Yes! Yes! Remember. Oh my god! And at one point, they're, they're jogging. We are women. We are, we are free. We are whatever. And Trevor just gets out of the car and just, oh my god, shut the fuck that's the only thing I could think about in this. Uh, so Susie tells her dickhead boyfriend, "Hey, I can't make it. Uh, I my mom's got the, got a thing." And uh, <laughs> he says, "Can't you just take a lift or an Uber?" She's like, "No, those don't exist in this continuity." What? Love it. Love it. Love uh, that. Good meta jokes. Uh, and so Susie ends up in her dad's study. And she's like, I can't remember what his, uh, you know, I can't really remember his face. Um, the further away from him I get, the, it's just contours, ridges, and shapes. Here's where I remember him the most. Uh, she's seeing the back of his head with his hat and his computer, and that that comes across as fairly vivid. And again, I gotta stress, right. that's so fucking real. 
Right, yeah. Um, we cut to uh, Anna, a.k.a. Jasmine St. Cocaine. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, he's he uh, she's with Dave, who looks up, or who's looking at... Uh, who's looking at her, like, wiki page? Um, and she's... <laughs> He says, you won an Oscar? She says, no. I was awarded an Academy Award once upon a time. Back when the Academy was, inter- was still making interesting choices. <laughs> and <laughs> I wrote down the name of the, the fake movie uh, that you see a still from called Ball the, President- Ball the President's Minge, <laughs> directed by Ballin' Jay Cocula. Yeah, okay, I remembered mostly the name name and like this is uh, th- first of all this makes me just watch boogie nights again um, <laughs> which you should always watch boogie nights but this yeah. is just also okay so i know like i said earlier oh marcus i don't have a ton of time i gotta wake up early in the morning to go to the job that i fucking hate oh no um so pardon me for this tangent but it was he, he was looking at a wikipedia page for a porn star a poor star whom he is dating, yes. Okay, so am I to believe that they have Wikipedia pages for... for porn stars? Por- I'm about to pollute... Yeah! <laughs> One way to find out! Continue. Uh, bam, bam, keep it going. Uh, <laughs> and she's like, uh, no, nah, it's all politics and who you know and not being cool, pulling somebody on camera unless you're in a Vincent Gala movie. And then uh, he says, oh, you know, I saw that with... Real quick, that's a deep cut of a joke. That is genius. <laughs> yeah, that unless you're in a Vincent Gallo movie. cut of a joke. <laughs> the brown bunny is what they're referring to. You get to see Chloe Savini give a blowjob for real, but it's not cool because she really kind of didn't want to do that, but she did consent to it, so it's not that creepy. Keep going. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Uh, and she's like, hey, you coming to bed? He's like, no, no, I got some work to do. And... Uh, she she proceeds to instead of going uh going to bed, she puts her boots on and leaves and tells him don't wait up. Uh, and he says it's not you, and you see the ghost of Kegel face, let la- uh laying on the the couch next to him, which I think is a nice. The touch. ghost of Kegel face. That's another <laughs> the specter little... of Kegel face. The ghost of Kegel face. The now, that's phantom a great of the Kegel. That phantom of the Kegel. Dude, that is a great, like, um, porn parody of Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, Can or the, fa- the phantom of the sex shop. Yeah. Man, that's good. I should call Chanel Preston up and see if she can wear one of those masks. Um, I, I said Chanel Preston uh, because I just discovered that she does have a Wikipedia page. So... <laughs> Those exist. That's real. Um, I would say this is off topic, but I mean it's really not. And given given the book we're discussing, I don't think anything is off topic at this point. Uh, By the way, I have no idea who Chanel Preston is. Keep going. <laughs> Allegedly. Uh, Allegedly. <laughs> so, back with Susie, she uh, she decides to boot up her dad's old computer, falls asleep doing it. And uh, just starts typing. She types, I miss you, Dad. And gets a response of, I miss you too. How's it going? Because her dad is in the computer, I guess. This is never fully explained. 
Now, this is never fully explained, nor has it been established that it like is happening in this continuity. Um, now, I'm rereading The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle by Haruki Murakami because I've been going through depressive dissociative episodes lately. That's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> but there is an entire thing on there where the computer starts talking to him. Mm -hmm. And so I'm getting fucking flashbacks right now. By the way, did you know that Chanel Preston was born in Alaska? Crazy, right? Me. Sounds like somebody had been born in Alaska. I'm I'm totally paying attention to what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. That's so, why you bring me on. God damn it. Uh so Dewey is like Dewey is talking to John and Alex and he's like, Hey look, we're fucked. We're so fucked. They <laughs> we're effed and after you guys. Just super danked effed. They effed us all right in the A. Sorry, guys. D-Wave is out. D-Wave. It's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I got fired. Uh, basically, he was going through Kuber uh, Badal, you know, our, uh, our erstwhile villain, Kuber Badal, his files, while apparently dressed like fucking Don Johnson. Yeah, this is like the swaggiest villain that I've seen in a little while. Cooper Badal, total dick. Uh, he was going through his files and then just got caught. And was trying to find a way into a secret room in his office. Because all his shit is digital. Uh, and so they're like, fuck, fuck, we're fucked. Uh, Badal, who I think was one of the sex cops, uh, is also John's old, old boss. Total dickhead. Uh like, the impetus for why they start robbing the banks is, one, John is depressed, and two, Susie works at uh, a library that has, is, like, the bank is trying to, like, repossess it or foreclose on it or something, so they that decide right. to rob the bank to pay the bank to keep yes. the library open. So, okay, so I've got a couple of, like, totally abstract tangents because my brain is fucking fried. Right. Um, and so, first of all, I'm I'm casting this movie in my head because the quirky librarian with bangs, she's clearly Zoe Deschanel. Yes, right? that's exactly what I was thinking. Okay, so who is John? Because he looks like an actor, but I can't I can't quite. He looks like nail a lot. He's got white guy face. That's the thing. Okay, so you're black, so you you recognize white guy face. To me, <laughs> he it's looks, just a guy he, with a face. He looks like every. <laughs> he looks like a lot of dudes. Like that's the problem. He does. Yeah, yeah. That's like whenever somebody tells me, like, hey, did, did I see you at a bar the other night? People and like, do that did to you me. See... I'm just like... See, no, I'm like, no, did you see, like, a white guy with, like, a shitty beard and a bunch of, like, Sailor Jerry tattoos and a nose piercing? Yeah, you did. And it wasn't fucking me, because you saw one of the other 300 guys in Louisville who looks exactly like that. It's like, I... There's... So, because I... I what I do in my line of work, I work with a lot of musicians... And so a lot of those people come to like, hey, didn't I say you see you playing at this show at like the Sand Dollar or whatever? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't even go to shows. I'm definitely not playing in anybody's fucking band. I don't have time for that. I don't have the patience for that. And they're like, I just, I, you look really familiar. I'm just like, you might be thinking of like one of the five other black dudes with fades who play guitar in this town. Because <laughs> there's not a lot of us. Yeah, well, at least you stand out, I guess. I sure, sure as shit don't. Like, 
I remember, a, like, a couple years back, I started talking to this girl who's like, yeah, don't you play with... I'm like, no. Who the fuck do you think I am? They're like, oh, no, that's this other guy. I'm like, no. Yeah, there's always another guy. There's always John some other guy. guy. Yeah, John is another guy. Um, he does, My in one of these panels here, joke. look like... Uh, he does kind of look like... Um, James Dean in one of these panels here, which is interesting. That's true. No, um, he looks like a guy who thinks he kind of looks, looks like, like James, James Dean. Dean. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he looks like Philip J. Fry. Um, and so, Badal is talking to the bus driver and Myrtle, Kegelface. Um, and he's just pontificating. He's like, Cooper Badal is like South Asian Cody Rhodes. He's just <laughs> standing here pontificating. And he's like... South Asian Cody Rhodes? <laughs> Did you just say South Asian Cody Rhodes? I heard what I said. Right, though. You're right, though. At Whoa! first I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, you're right. Uh, basically, he tells... He tells Myrtle, hey, go back to that, go back to Dave, dig up more papers on John, because John is the key. Uh, he's like, those little jerk-offs think they can steal from me without consequences. There must be consequences. He's like, what? They, they split up. They don't, who cares? He's like, uh, he's like, dig up more papers on John. He's like, go fuck yourself. And she goes, and he goes, hmm, hmm, I, uh, I, I get that you don't care. But allow me to counter and <laughs> turns his camera around to a picture of her and Dave in bed together. And she goes, you spied on him? She says, no, you stupid bitch. I spied on you. Great villain line. Incredible line. Also, uh, I'm still doing Wikipedia dives here. Did you know that Asa Akira took her name from the movie Kira? Really? Yeah. Huh. Again, I'm totally paying attention to what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, so we cut to John outside of this building looking like fucking Cyclops. Am I wrong? He looks exactly like Scott Summers here. Because they're, they're in front of this building with a red light on it. And the red light is reflected in his glasses. So he just he's just standing here looking like Cyclops. And uh, Polly's like, hey, we don't have to do this if you don't want to do it. I mean, fooling around with people is one thing, but this is a big step. And, you know, we don't need to talk about, like, feelings or anything. He's like, no, no, I've, I've been here before. I, I can do this. No feelings. He's like, uh, did I know that? I think we talked about that. He's like, I was figuring stuff out. <laughs> and so they just go in, and uh, this is a really... Uh, what I'm looking for. Uh, thorough, inclusive sex club they're going to. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's like, look. Uh, sounds no great. Yeah, sounds like a great place. No, uh, no phones, recording devices, or personal items beyond the change rooms. Consent is mandatory in any and all contact. This is not negotiable and punishable by law. Condoms, dental dams, latex gloves, specialty barriers, and cruelty-free, vegan-friendly lubrication are provided inside. What a wonderful world. Yep. I and, love uh, their continuity. Yeah. And so we don't really get to see what the whole uh, 
the whole board is. Um, it says, uh, but we do see that black is up for anything with anyone. And John says, give me black and red. And, uh, why didn't they tell us what that means? Yeah. Yeah. Black we know is up for anything, but red, we don't really get a good look at. Um, And so Polly's like, well then, all right, me too. Yeah, I guess it's a big deal. Uh, and she's like, uh, see you in there? Yep, see you in there. And uh, he's like trying to convince himself, I'm different. I'm, I, I was in a bad place before. I thought you could erase heartbreak with sex. I know what I want this time. And as he does that, in his locker, he gets a text from Susie that says, uh, hey you. And we find out that Susie is in his phone as that fucking girl. And he is in, uh, or she is in his phone, and vice versa. Yeah, That yeah. fucking guy, yeah. that fucking girl. I like that. That's a yes. lovely rom-com touch for me. Yeah. Uh, Gives me the butterflies. More sex tips. Sex tip. The tip of a penis is very, quote-unquote, sensitive. Quote-unquote. Great. Yeah. In that last one, tip meant end and penis meant relationship and sensitive meant can be very difficult. Sharon, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <sighs> Buying a new bed. Don't forget the ring of salt and holy water before breaking it in with your sex partner. Ghosts have all have definitely already fucked on it. I mean, that just sounds like a party. Yeah. Uh, there's also a really good... <laughs> A really good, very long letter that um, that uh, that Matt replies to here. And he's like, hey, I've put off replying this for a month, and now we're 12 hours from our print deadline, and here I am finally opening up the, de- the document and starting to write. Uh, and he just goes on and on and on and on about a lot of things. Uh, and they, he goes... Uh, he goes, if only women read our book, I bet I bet you one in four of them knew exactly what was going on. I'm sorry that you did, but I'm so grateful for your kind time and attention. And then there's another one from someone named Steve M that says, one time I got a blowy while watching Footloose, and now whenever I see, <laughs> hear the song, I sing along but call it Shoot Juice in my head. He says, wow, great letter, Steve. Thanks for sharing. You know, maybe letters aren't such a great idea this month. Shoot. I, you know what? I'm really pissed off that you read that. Because I know tomorrow while I'm at work, I'm just going to be whispering, shoot, 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 under my breath at work. Uh, I was I thinking it all government. day the other day. Especially because somebody mentioned Footloose to me, and I'm just like... Uh, and so the next letter page has the little thing, the tip at the, the header... And then it's blank. And then it's just a note from Chip that says, um, chum? Uh, are you okay, chum? People, uh, really like the letters. It's like we're kind of known for them, you know? And then just nothing. It just ends. (laughs) Just... (laughs) Also, around this time, people started saying that John was like a, a chip self-insert. I would argue he's probably a mad self-insert, but I don't know these people. But I would assume I, that if anyone is self-inserting someone, it would be the writer. Yeah, I, I just get the vibe from Matt. You yeah. know, as much of a vibe as I can pick up, I'm picking it up there. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, so next issue opens again. This is just Cyclops. Chip drew Cyclops. Yeah. We know what we're doing here. Yeah. And so, you know, he's inside the club uh, looking like a fucking Assassin's Creed NPC. Uh, he looks, he sees Anna getting plowed by fucking ravishing Rick Rude. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fucking Every Mike Hagar. On the show, you just like give me something to worm into my brain. I don't know why I do this. Because every single time, I come away with some shit like this. You telling me that doesn't look like Rick Rude? You telling me that doesn't look like Mayor Mike Hagar from <laughs> from Final I'm Fight? You that, I'm telling you that you need to keep it rolling before I drop this fucking Discord call. <laughs> <laughs> and so Dave pulls up. He he tries to go in, can't do it. Uh, and drives home. Uh, and so he, meanwhile, Myrtle looks herself in the mirror. Walks up to her, uh, her husband's, to the bedroom with her husband there, who is watching some fucked up Shape of Water porn parody. And <laughs> she just stares at him How half in shadow. That? Yeah, it's a show me the shape of your water all over my tits, fish daddy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I think I blocked that one out. I read it and then I literally read it like an hour and a half ago and I didn't remember for a good reason. Also, speaking of paying attention to things, did you know that uh, Jesse Andrews was once in a music video with Miley Cyrus? Are you still doing that? <laughs> I love Wikipedia. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, he... John goes, uh, hey, where's the nearest bus line? My phone's dead, and my, uh, I didn't drive, and she's, uh, in there. Worth mentioning, John's battery must be dog shit, because at the end of the previous issue, when he puts his phone in the locker, it's at 77%. <laughs> I mean, you know, he probably had an iPhone from, you know, six months ago, and they're just nuking it already. Yep, the plant obsolescence and all that. Uh... So he gets home, uh, falls asleep, fully dressed, glasses still on. Mood. And uh, there's a, a really great, like, little thing on this next page. Because uh, Polly's like, I was a sausage party there and I was in the mood for muffins. Get it? <laughs> like, lady muffins. Vaginas. I wanted to fuck girls. <laughs> She's like, all right, have some coffee, have we a good day. I'll see you. <laughs> She's like, all right, I'll see you tonight. It's almost in, as on the nose as her being called Polly. Yes. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Fraction. Uh, he's like, hey, I got that thing I got to do tonight. So, uh, and then this is the, the part that really cracked me up because I'm like, oh, man, been there. For four panels, John just lays on his bed and stares at his phone all day. <laughs> Hashtag mood. <laughs> it's like, oh, this. If I had to describe what having ADHD is like, it's this. It's this one specific page. If I could describe having dissociative depression episodes, it's this. It's this page. Imagine us doing the Arnold and Carl Weathers yeah. from Predator <laughs> right now. 
is, for mental illnesses. Uh, and so, uh, John is meeting up with Alex and she's like, he's like, no, 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 it's cool. I have literally nothing better to do than freeze my lady nuts off on muffler row waiting around for you. Um, and so he's like, look, this is a fucked up plan. You don't have to do this. You can figure out another way. He's like, no, no, it's cool. I know how this works. You have to, so Alex's power, Alex's version of the time stop shit. She can only do it when she has like a huge burst of adrenaline. And so it's like she uh like previously she did it by like jumping off of like a building or something. And she's like uh she's like, I have to get an adrenaline surge that doesn't require jumping off the building. He's like, Well what if, maybe we can do that without jumping off a bus or jumping in front of a bus. Besides, what if it's his bus? With all our fucking luck it would be. She's like, Mathematically, there's no way. Um uh, Meanwhile, Cooper Badal weird fucked fucker that he is is in a bright red room yeah hooking himself up to all manner of hoses spitting in yeah. one of them uh-huh uh he's just gonna spurt gonna what's going on i don't know <laughs> like i have a, a board up here of like things to make notes of I could not even be, uh, approach what to make a note of with this because it's incomprehensible. So uh, my notes here, um, it says, what the fuck is that in all caps? <laughs> because I still don't know what the fuck is that. He like and phases given that what this is, I don't want to know. Yeah. He like phases out of reality for a second, comes back, uh, and writes a bunch of shit down on his arm. Because uh, I guess he can, like, go into the future or something? It's unclear. Yeah, I think he's got a little bit of that, um, you know, um, uh, Back to the Future 2 thing going on, but it involves put a vacuum on his penis. <laughs> so I think, like... Like old boy off uh, Cody Scary Rhodes. Movie 1. Yeah, Desi Cody Rhodes is out here, like, playing the stock market by, you know, sucking himself off somehow. <laughs> it's very fucked. We're not exaggerating what he... It's, he's, like, hooked up to, like, these three pumps. Yep. I don't like it. It's fucked up. Uh, you know who is liking what's going on? Susie. She's at her job at the library, uh, helping this dude pin down what book he's looking for. By just by him describing the cover, this is the most retail shit I've ever seen this, in my life. Yeah, yeah. Hey, have you seen the thing with like it's got two of these switches? Oh yeah, that. Yeah. Like yep. I took a shot in the dark and I just happened to be right. Sometime one time somebody asked me to find a CD for them based off of a song that was on CD, and I asked them what's the song, and they said I don't know. It kind of goes like this, and they hummed one bar. Literally one bar of the song, they hummed it at me. And I just, I wanted to tell them to go fuck themselves so badly. But anyway, hey that's man, my Hey man, they only made this one thing in 1981. I had it when I was a kid, man. I had, My ex-girlfriend, she stole it from me, man. You Have you, you seen any of these? They only made like a few hundred of them. No. No, I can't say that I have. Now I'm having flashbacks. All right, again, we got to keep it moving or I'm going to lose my mind. 
Uh, and so Susie is talking to her dad in the computer. Uh, and she's just like, uh, you know, catching up. It's unclear. Um, and, uh, she's talking to her. She's like, sometimes I feel like mom went too far into recovery, but territory, but I, this seems to work forever. What do I know? We see the, the things on their, um, on their bumper sticker. And it says, uh, you know, let go and let God. And then it's like, I'm a friend with benefits of Bill W. And uh, ask me about my sex positive outlook on retirement. And Juicy Crone on board. Juicy Crone. Juicy Crone. And then her mom, while she's typing up a bunch of stuff. Juicy Crone. Oh, she's typing just a bunch of silence. stuff. <laughs> she's typing That's a bunch of stuff. That's all I get for that. And her <laughs> the power goes out. Uh, and of course, we cut back to the uh, the park, and the bus driver is sitting there. It is, of course, the bus driver that they were. That John was like, "Wouldn't it be fucked up if we got him?" And of course, it's absolutely him. It's Chekhov's bus. Yeah. All right. That's Chekhov's bus. He's like, I, I don't know what happened. There wasn't anybody in the road or the street, and I don't know what happened. Because she got hit by the bus. Or at least he thought she did, because there was nobody there when he stopped. And he's just having a full-on, like, he's having a freak out about it. Uh, and Dewey shows up wearing the jacket from Akira. I I, I literally wrote that in my notes, too. <laughs> It, the only difference I think it says good for edu- uh good for health, also good for education. Yes. Uh, and uh, Susie goes back downstairs to her mom, and she's like, "I was supposed to be. I'm sorry, honey. I was supposed to be familiar with the operational ins and outs of the new Super Nintendo brand. An isolator of van of van- of Venus Pleasure Cruise Mega Bench for my sales session tonight. And she's like, You put this on your business? And yes, like, because she is a juicy crone. <laughs> I think it's I think it's more rather than she has a juicy crone. <laughs> I hate that. I, hate I somehow it. hate that <laughs> more than I would have. And she says, don't burn... I don't know what the fuck to say. Don't burn that house down with your electrified fuck horse, mom. Electrified fuck horse. Uh, Susie is at the museum with uh, with her boyfriend. Uh, and he's showing the, her a bunch of bugs encased in amber. Getting down. There's one... <laughs> where it's... their Eiffel... It's three beetles... Doing an Eiffel Tower. It's... Fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's what they're doing. They're fucking. You're right. That's yeah. why you said fuck. <laughs> they're fucking spit-roasting this bug. <laughs> please, like, whenever you do the preview <laughs> clip for this, can you please just isolate their spit-roasting this bug? You got it, man. 
<laughs> and the title of this episode better be Juicy Crone. <laughs> if not, there won't be a fourth appearance. <laughs> I put that in the thumbnail, Juicy Crone. Yup. Uh, uh, so she's like, what else is here? And she just fucking leaves. Susie just gets up and goes and stares at this Van Gogh painting. Uh, and says, and just like that, just like that, I knew what I had to do. Highlights of the, uh, there actually aren't a lot of letters on the next page. And like, this issue was, was very long, so we didn't really put a, we're, we're not here. But the back of this issue does say, you have to be three Batmans high to get on this ride, kid. Think about how tall that person would be. That's Bruce Wayne is about six foot two. Yeah, you have to be almost as tall as Yao Ming to pull this off, guy. Susie then proceeds to touch this Van Gogh. Uh, also, it's it's Starry Night. You know, the famous point painting everybody has seen. The Starry Night. Yes, the. Not, uh, not a copy of it. It is established. This is the original. And he, he, Jeff loses his fucking mind. Also realize he looks like fucking Jeff Keighley here. You're still doing this to me, man. You're still putting <laughs> things in my brain. He's like, you're touching a priceless masterpiece with your pair of fingers! And uh, our phone starts ringing, and it's... <laughs> our fucking ringtone is Borat Voice My Wife. <laughs> it's literally, eh, my wife. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Jake was once again holding his wedding ring up. <laughs> I, it's worth mentioning, every time he does this, he doesn't like the four horsemen. <laughs> <laughs> he holds his hand up like fucking Art Anderson. I'm just gonna start doing the Bill Russell and just like <laughs> just put it right in front of my face, just casually. Uh, and he's like, I can't believe you left your ringer on in a gallery. He says, "Fuck you," and leaves. And uh, by the Ch way, this is my favorite rom-com trope: is the female character finally just saying, "Go fuck yourself." Yes. To the douchey new boyfriend. Yes. Every time I, it's think, I hear the orchestra swell, I'm like, yes, I'm ready to fucking go. It's so good. <laughs> Terry's shirt off, starts screaming, yeah! Yeah, the last time I did that was when George St. Pierre won his last fight. That's very <laughs> true, by the way. I literally, when George St. Pierre came back and fought Michael Bisping, I quite literally ripped my shirt off and stamped around my living room. <laughs> So, yes, it's the exact same feeling. <laughs> Two things get Jake this pumped up. Mixed martial arts, romantic comedies. Yeah. No, it's it's strong female leads and muscular Canadian men. <laughs> French Canadian, we should we should specify. That's important. <laughs> muscular Quebecers. <laughs> muscular Quebecers. I think it's Quebecois, but Quebecois. you can isolate that one, too. Uh, so, Dewey and the bus driver, this is where it really starts to, like, oh, God, these guys look the same. 
Like, they standing next to each other, they very clearly have different faces, but, like, they've got the same, like, receding hairline, dark hair. Uh, you know, I think Dewey's, like, slightly taller, but they have similar body types. And they just talk and talk and talk, and they start making out. Good for them. A truck drives behind them that says, on-the-nose fireworks. And you know what? It worked. Yes. It worked. It was sweet. I thought it was adorable. Yes. It's I'm very glad cute. they did that. By the way, George St. Pierre is from Montreal, and yes, I am still on Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, so Susie is trying to text John because uh, he texts her back, and she's like, I miss you. Want to grab lunch sometime? And can't send it. Can't bring yourself to send it. And she's trying to, well, she tries to reconcile her dead father's work accounts. Uh, for those of you who are old enough to remember our pal Clippy, the Microsoft Word paperclip assistant. Uh, Which is all of like five people who are going to listen to this because everybody's <laughs> a Zoomer these days well, and I hate it. Listen, I checked the audience of the podcast. It is people between like 26 and 34 are, are the target. Oh, <laughs> so we're <God>. good. <laughs> I literally just deflated. Like, did you see me deflate? Yes. Like, visibly? Okay. Um, but to uh, to those of you who are younger than that might not remember Clippy. He was a little paperclip that would show up on the screen when you were writing something. It was like, it seems like you're trying to write an essay. Would you like some help with that? So she gets a little one of those here. It's a little clitoris. It says, would you like some help reconciling your dead father's work accounts? And she says, yes, Clitty. Yes, I would. See, normally whenever a clitoris asks me if it would like help with something, I just say yes. So that's, Listen, that's the correct If there's response. one thing you should always say, yes, I would like help with, it's that. It's when a clitoris asks, yeah. <laughs> Digital or not. God damn. Uh, and so Susie is trying to, as Clitty eloquently puts it, it looks like you're trying to understand how to fraudulently short the stock market based on foreknowledge of market events or insider trading. Would you like some help with that? So basically, Cooper Badal is using his knowledge of the future that he gets from hooking himself up to a cow milking machine uh, to cheat the stock market and get rich. Oh no, now I'm imagining Cody Rhodes do that. Oh no. <laughs> remember? God, it's weird to say remember when Cody was in AEW, but remember when he. Oh no. Remember when he, uh, he did those promo shots for the, uh, for the dog collar match with Brody Lee? Mm. <laughs> and he looked like a fucking Tumblr daddy Tom? No, no. Well, that's his whole character. <laughs> Like, if you sum up Cody Rhodes as a character, it's Tumblr Daddy Dom. He's always wearing suits and just yelling about nothing. He put out a shirt. I'm remembering in real time. Cody Rhodes put out a shirt that said, Daddy Eats First. Oh, he... First. What, a, what an interesting guy. Everything just clicked into place for me. Dear uh... God. <laughs> I hate every single thing about that. Um. So she realizes that Cooper Badal is responsible for the event that drove her father uh, insane uh, and to the point of suicide. 
As she realizes this, all the power goes out. And she goes downstairs and the house... The house is on fire. Because her mom... Due to? Due to the electrified fuck horse. That's right. That's right. Which, by the way, is going to be my new username on Twitter. So. Electrified fuck horse. For a long time, it's been Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Because <laughs> Which is great. That was the... Yeah, it's uh, I was I was watching Judgment, like the new, um, you know, the people who made Yakuza made Judgment. Yes. Great game, by the way. Yeah. Um, you all should pay me for plugging you on this incredibly popular podcast that is so much more popular than, than, your, <laughs> than games. your games. Um, yeah. Hey, man, yeah, ten years um, ago that would have been true. Yeah. Well, in the background, <laughs> yeah. But in the background, there is a store called Romance of the Three Kingdoms, which is the only thing I think about when I play Judgment anymore. <laughs> It's a great name for a shop. God, okay. now I'm thinking about that. You know the sub story in Zero where Kiryu befriends a dominatrix. Yeah, of course. Oh, like man. That, one of many pervert pervert things that happen in that game, and I love every one of them. Shout out to shout out to the walking erection. Yes. Uh and so John and Alex are at lunch, and uh she, uh, she flips him off as he gets the the message from uh, from Susie that's like, "Hey, you want to grab lunch sometime?" And uh, she, she just Alex is just complaining. He's like, "Fuck, fuck you, fuck my fucking life." Hey, don't you have a job or something? And he goes, "Oh shit, I'm gonna be late for work." <laughs> Which he runs out the exact same way he ran out when he's like, "Oh shit, I have that thing." Yeah, John. John is all kinds of fucking up right now. He's he's very much a hashtag mood guy throughout yeah. this entire run. Yes. Uh, this is the natural evolution of your everyman protagonist. Yes. Which is, you ever meet somebody who's just totally fucked in every aspect of their life? Uh, yeah, every comic book character. Yeah. Uh, there is a, uh, so back at Comeworld, <laughs> there is a, um, there is a ad for a thing called Face Sit Book. A cat like of that. nine tails called Thwipper. I don't like that. And a tilto called Instagram. Don't like that. And uh, so John runs into his like his ex boyfriend. Can I pause you real quick for breaking news? Huh. Uh, if you go on Twitter and try to change your um, your avatar because i was just about to change it to the underwear pervert from yakuza uh it gives you the option to either upload a photo or choose nft i did know about that that's fucked we're in hell i fucking hate everything we are in hell uh please continue and we're not even in like a cool hell we're in like fucked up tech bro hell yeah i don't like it god damn you mark zuckerberg and so uh john you know, John's uh, ex-boyfriend George comes in, and uh, you know they're trying to get their fucking whatever, and they just talk. They talk, and he says, "Uh, hey man, what have you what have you been doing?" And he's like, "Uh, you know, this," and he says, "Just this shit, yeah, pretty much. I worked in a bank for a while, and I fucked it up." And he goes, "Well, neat. You're the king of cum world," and. I love this next panel because everything gets dark and there's like a spotlight on John. And he says, I, 
I'm the king of cum world. And then sprints out. And uh, oh, yeah. so he, he goes More home. More romantic comedy stuff. I love yeah. that. He sprints home and he breaks up with Polly. And he's like... He says, uh, you know... I... I real what I realized was what I wanted wasn't wrong, but I didn't want it with you. I'm not over her, and I don't hate myself for it, and I don't want you to start hating me for it either. And she's like, "Wow, John, that's that's the hardest breaking up argument in the kindest terms in the most mature way I think I've ever experienced." She hugs him, and she's like, "He goes, uh, so hey, uh, can I crash on this?" She says, "No, John, I'm gonna need you to get the fuck out." Another really sweet scene. It's though. really sweet because it's like isolated, just the couch and them on a black background. And she goes, "No, you gotta, you, you gotta leave. You gotta get the fuck out of my house." Uh, we cut to a uh, a skating rink called Roll, you pretty things. And so Anna, aka Jasmine Saint Cocaine, uh, and Dave are there. And uh, just just talking. And she's like, look, uh, you know, whatever, we're not together anymore, but it's fine. And he's like, I ha- honestly have n- nothing but the utmost respect for your professional work in either of your fields. She says, great. Now, if only I can find a 22,000 RPM vibrator that wanted to fuck Jasmine for her mind and Anna for her body, I could die a happy woman. Another hashtag mood. And, uh, surprise, John is also here. Everyone is here. And, uh, John, John, I love John's workout attire that we see sometimes because he always wears the same thing. It's a tank top that says running is bullshit. Yes. <laughs> Which I gotta, I gotta find out if they still sell that because that's great. I'm start wearing that to the I should have, I really should have kept a tally of how many hashtag moods things are going on here. Mm-hmm. A uh, couple gems from the uh, <laughs> from the letters pages because this a- ends with John falls down, busts his ass, and looks up to see Kegelface. Uh, Kegelface, which by the way is not a name she gave herself; that's a name John gave her because he looks like he looks at her for the first time. He's like, "This woman looks like she's constantly doing Kegels." Well, which she is. That's the thing. There you go. Uh, and so sex tip sexting is a great way to accidentally sext the wrong person yikes <laughs> the biggest erogenous that's one zone. of my greatest fears that is yes. really one of my greatest oh, fears oh, because man. like a lot of the time in my phone because like my mom's got some health problems going on right now right. and so most of the time if you look at my text history it's like my wife and then my mom right because my mom's giving me health updates and my wife's my wife so we talk all the time and so fear i live in fear yeah is uh, what i'm trying to get at here i might have to put elevator music on this next part uh just Scariest, scariest 10 seconds of my life. 
issue 25. Now, is this the last one we're doing? I believe so. Okay, cool. I read the next one after that. I did. But... I also read that and realized it wasn't connected as much. Uh, so this issue right. opens with Susie and her mom running out of their burning home. Uh, and she says, uh, I can, I can stop time. I can freeze the whole fucking world. And I've used my trick like I was a goddamn snooze bar to save my ass, to save time, to save myself trouble. Now all I can think about is everything that's on fire that I can't save. And then it like explodes out. And her mom said, she's like, mom, we, we have to, and she's like, no, no, no. I think we have to let it go. It's like, really? Now? Right now is our moment of catharsis. And it was. And they just sat there and watched their house burn. And they go inside. Yeah, and again, slipping into poignance that, you know, you're you're taken in by the poignance. Yeah. Um, even when it does, it almost feels wrong because of the tone of the book. But, like, it still fucking works, man. It really does. I know that we've been a lot of jokes here on this one, but that that really did hit me too. Yeah, it's a really eloquent thing. And there's, um, like, it's a lot of the same kind of, like, he does that thing in the, um, in Fraction does in that Hawkeye run where he's talking about, like, de you know, depression reduces you to nouns, to things. And then it's just beat, mm -hmm. beat, beat, beat. This is a similar thing. No words, but it's just... The burned out, destroyed door frame, all the burned clothes hanging up, the burned up electrified fuck horse, the computer, the bathroom, just everything burned. And you feel bad for the electrified fuck horse. Yes, it's like it's laying there melted and pathetic. It's not even funny anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, it looks so defeated. It does. You ever seen an electrified fuck horse look that defeated? I mean, you're taking it to the electrified fuck horse glue factory here. That's sad. It hurt me. Do you think that they have, like, farriers for the electrified fuck horses? Like, instead of the maintenance men, do you think they call them farriers? By the way, for those listening, Marcus is just fully leaning back in his recliner, rubbing his eyes. Oh, my God. And, like, his mic is cutting out for me because I, I apparently have, like, high volume blocked out. So he oh must be laughing God. really hard. Oh, shit. Oh. I'm sorry. Oh, no, man. That was pretty fun. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Speaking of oh, fuck, I'm still on Wikipedia. And um, I, I see here um, under Jada Fire's page, it says on April 6th, 2020, she briefly trended on Twitter after joining Joe Budden's Instagram Live and receiving a response in the live comments from Drake, replying to being mentioned by both of them. So... I got two, gonna... two things. One, April 6th, 2020, that was like when everything was like, quote-unquote, shut down. Uh, so that tracks, because motherfuckers are getting out of hand. On Instagram. On Instagram. That, oh that's the birth God, of the term Demon Time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Was that fucking Demon Time. Also, apparently there is an Urban X Award. I didn't know about this. 
It says it's an annual award ceremony held in the United States to honor achievement in ethnic pornography. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, I just closed out of the Wikipedia window. We can continue. <laughs> uh, oh man! <laughs> the other thing I was gonna say is, it took you that long to get to Jada Fire. <laughs> I've had that one in the chamber since we were talking about the second issue in this oh run. <laughs> I had it. I had it waiting. I wanted to close with that one. Uh, they. So she since... really is the cleanup batter. Keep going. <laughs> you got a man on second. Need to get him home. <laughs> Oh, God damn it. Okay. Susie uh, is just sad in this motel that she's staying at with her mom. Uh, and she puts her shower head to work and goes into the quiet. Uh, and uh, she kind of talks to herself in this silent, quiet place. And to her surprise, there's a knock on the door inside the stop time. Which to her seems like, oh fuck, the fuck police are after me again. The fuck police. That's what they are. Now well, this they call is where things the start sex getting... police, but that's yeah. Yeah, and and by the way, the next issue that we're not going to talk about, there is a moment where they are referred to as the um, what was it called? Uh, it's it's like the thin. Was it the thin? like blue blue balls thin blue, blue balls, balls line. Yeah. that's yes. it yes that was pretty great so i just wanted to drop that in even though we're not doing that issue because that's really important it's a good but job. anyway okay uh so this john, this i john was gonna say this scene other. is really important if i can um to to take us slightly off the the chronology here because i think that this is where it starts to diverge in a really fun way mm -hmm. um because they're doing a bit of meta-narrative here, and like I said, you can handle the plot points here, but, but basically they start playing around with the timeline here. Uh, so where you're not entirely sure what thing is where the narrative is. Right. Yeah. Like, you can't tell where where is the narrative based here. It's really disjointed, and it, it really makes you as the reader feel disjointed, mm -hmm. because you can tell what home base is, so to speak. Um, and that's why we, when we get to the next scene, it's really jarring. So take it from there. Sorry, I just wanted yeah, to... No, you're good. Uh, John... John, this is something that's established earlier. John often has these dreams of him standing in a room with this big black... A red room with this big black box in it. Um, so like in the previous arc, there's a moment where he has the dream and it's the big black box and Kegelface is sitting on top of it. And so this time he has the dream and the box is on fire and he can smell, he says he can feel the heat and smell the smoke. And he says, I don't remember smelling something in a dream before, do you? But like I smelled smoke and now, and, uh, and the doctor says, John, do you wonder if there's a connection between dreaming about this place in your head? Uh, and it burning down and after you being leave to ask to leave your living situation and that now you're living in your car he says not the problem with the place it was me 
why are you here, man? I'm telling you I've had a, an experience here. And he says, and now you live in a car. He says, yeah, and you're hanging out with fucking Kegelface. What the fuck, man? He's like, you've... <laughs> He's like, the, the dream is not important. Why the hell are you buddy-buddy with Kegelface? And she's like, uh... Classic deflection, Joey. Yeah, he's like deflecting about it. And, uh, did you see what I just yes. in the chat? <laughs> yes, I did laughing? see what you did. <laughs> I laid a fucking time bomb in there for you. Oh, Sorry. man. <laughs> Do you want to read it for the folks at yes. home? Do you want to Yes, I, what I was trying to suppress a laugh at was Jake says, when you said Big Black Box, I almost said, quote, I thought we were done talking about Jade of Fire. Uh, Over much you and the listeners hate me for that. Trust oh, me, I hate me more. Buddy. <laughs> Look, there are tears in my eyes. Am I going to get canceled for that? Because <laughs> <laughs> it feels like I should. Oh, I got to elevate a music that. It's <laughs> uh, a. Uh... He's like, what the God, fuck? I really man? fucked you up, dude. Yes, I'm way off my rhythm. Uh, he says, okay, why is she here? Because uh, we're in love with each other. And she wants to help us stop a man named Kubur Badal. And it's like, do you know who he is? Do they tell you? And it's like, why her sudden change of heart? After everything she's done, after everything they've done, we're just, oh, we're just cool now? Uh, and this whole time, John is just in this room looking like Dr. Manhattan. And, uh, Except somehow with his dick not out. <laughs> well, it's it's out, but it doesn't feel as prominent. Yeah, it, which you'd think they would have played that up a little bit more. I mean, look at where we are here. Come on. Yeah, the big dong is uh, just on display. Uh, and he's like, "Hey, there's nothing wrong with Suzanne. I want to go make sure she's okay. But we're only gonna fit in my car, so I guess go fuck yourself, yourselves." And then as he says that. Dewey and the bus driver pull up. And John says, oh no, fuck that. That guy hit me in the face with a goddamn dildo. Which I forgot about, but he did do. I think they also tased totally him. Totally forgot about that. I think they tased yes. him and beat him with a dildo. That's like a Mortal Kombat x-ray move. <laughs> just getting smacked in the head with an electrified dildo or something. Yeah, you just <laughs> see his jaw snap. Up, like Kotal Khan. Yeah, slow motion dildo just flapping. <laughs> what is this weapon? Why does it vibrate such? What magic is this? Please take, I can't talk, please. It's <laughs> uh, so they, uh, they all get into the bus and uh, go to the, the house. And the house is burned down. John immediately assumes Badal burned the house down. And he's like, oh, fucking kill him! Fucking Badal, I swear to God! And you, he says, turning to Kegelface. And uh, he's like, look, if you're... If he did do that... I didn't do it, but if he did, and she's on the lam, it's only a matter of time before he tracks her to, and they find her. Because they have these weird phones they can use to track when people enter the you know, the frozen time. And 
Dewey and John are on the bus, he says. So, uh, spooky action at a distance. Monster pancake two by four. See, I can just say words too. You're not special. <laughs> <laughs> Great gag. And he's like, no, 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 check it out. You're a particle. Two particles of light aren't linked, they're entangled. They share a relationship called wave function, all one word. Uh, it just explains this Einstein concept of two particles of light becoming so tied together that what happens to one influences the other. And he's saying that uh, this is Susie and John. Um, I like that Jasmine saying cocaine has so many talents related to her brain. Yes. Ah, 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 you get it? Okay. Uh, and he's like, are you saying I burned down my girlfriend's house in my sleep? Says, no, that'd be crazy. Uh, they pull up to, they pull up to the, uh, to the, uh, the motel. Sleep or fuck motel. Sleep or fuck motel. Yeah, that one stuck out to me, too. I'm really glad that you picked that up because honestly, we could have done this entire what is almost certainly going to be two hour podcast just looking at the little details. Yeah, because there's so many good little gags in there. And so they, uh, they're like, okay, how are we going to do this? And the bus driver's like, I'm not hitting any of you with my fucking bus. That's not happening. Uh, we just got to figure it out because it's not going to be too much longer before she's done up there. So Kegelface is like, it has to be me. I'm the only one who can do it at will. I'm the only one who can get in there, like, to her. And, uh, John calls her J-O-O Tolkien. Thank you. Which... Thank you for that. I'm what, so glad that happened. J-O-O Tolkien. What is that? What do, what do you think those letters stand for in this case? Man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just... No. <laughs> I, at this point, I'm done with them. <laughs> and, uh... It's like, why do we... It's like, she'll have a fucking heart attack if she sees you. And it's like, well, we're out of time. And John says, why does it have to be in Gumworld? Why can't we just, you know? And the bus driver's like, call it Gumworld? You're disgusting. What? Okay, really? Like, that's, oh, all right, that is a step too far for these people. Is, is calling it Gumworld? Yeah, come on. Come on. And, uh, Anna and, uh, and Kegelface run upstairs. And uh, she's like, okay, she's up there, five doors down. You know, He's like, God, I'm good. I don't have to pull your hair or anything to get you ready. She's going to let you in on a little secret, Professor. She says, yeah, yeah, I'm always ready. I was going to say, contrary, what's, uh, contrary to what's currently a la mode avec porn, I don't respond erotically to having my hair pulled or being spat on or spanked, if you must, if you really must know. I really must not. Why the fuck would you think I would care about that? I gotta wonder, like, that that feels surprising to me, though. I'm gonna be honest with you. That that wasn't a believable scene. Everything else in this is believable. That line of dialogue, not believable. Stopping time with your genitals, totally believable. Totally above Yeah. Me. Somebody going, I, I don't like getting my hair pulled. Whoa, bridge too far. Especially Kegel face. Come on. 
Uh, and so she she does her thing. Time stops. She goes in, knocks on the door. And she, <laughs> Susie says, they found me. I fucking knew it. I knew if I rub one out, they'd shit. Me and my stupid clit. Shit. I think me and my stupid clit could kind of be like copy and pasted to a whole lot of rom-coms. <laughs> But they, those writers just weren't bold enough to just go for it. Too many writers relying on subtlety. Matt Fraction, bravest writer alive. <laughs> Matt Fraction and Jim Tarski, the last two North American heroes. Yes, the last real actually. rock stars. That's right. And he says, uh, Myrtle says, it's Myrtle Spurge, actually. She's like... She comes outside and immediately tries to eliminate her from the Royal Rumble. <laughs> she jumps out and, like, pie faces her and tries to throw her over the balcony. Yeah, I thought that was pretty impressive. I thought she was, like, about to get a ring out in Soul Calibur or something. <laughs> I mean, like, like Kegelface has dressed like Valdo in a couple of panels in this. I'm going to be honest. It wouldn't be that. Off base. Fuck, now I want to play Soul Calibur. Dude, alright, so I was killing time with this job that I fucking hate earlier today, so I was like, I, I literally was just like Googling Soul Calibur characters. Like, I, <laughs> I was so bored that I was brushing up on the Soul Calibur lore, alright? Don't you hate it when you get paid too much to want to quit a job? <laughs> so you just I'm doing trapped by a high salary. <laughs> and she's so Susie is trying to put Myrtle's eye out like she's like trying to Ric Flair her oh yeah she's like fuck you you come from my mother I was fine I was alone we weren't doing anything and she's like look look who I'm with and John is standing there looking like a total doofus in this stop time Great rom-com moment. It's like, that, he, that is a terrible look on him. Jesus. And she sprints down, thinking, this fucking guy at her, at him, uh, jumps up, kisses him, brings him into this frozen time. And he's like, I don't, how did you, he's like, I don't care. He's like, I mean, I was waiting, and then, oh, fuck it. And they just, they, they reunite, and it's very sweet. It's very tender. The whole, it's so good. It's like, the whole thing. So good. And she goes, you should be first, but first I, I, I like you a lot. It's a little soon, isn't it? They've been, they've known each other for a year. They dated for six months and John started saying that he loved her and it freaked her out. And that's part of why they broke up was that it freaked her out that, uh, it's so sweet. Yes. It's so sweet. And we see the, uh, the, <laughs> the motel is called Sleeper Fuck Motel, free cable, cheap internet, ask about our house burned down discount. Uh, and then behind it, there's another motel called Only Sleeping, <laughs> no funny business in little tents. <laughs> I missed that one. That's <laughs> really good. Uh, so, uh, final, final tips from the letter pages. Finally, they made a new um. They made a big budget movie about jerking off. I'm pretty excited to. Oh, it's just another Star Wars movie. Got it. 
Damn. Uh, Ooh, what, which which one was this? Like what? Like uh, what Star Wars 2017? Okay, so or that would have been Last Jedi, wouldn't it? I don't know the exact publishing date on this. It might have been Rogue One or Solo. Mm, Actually, okay. Solo makes a lot of sense. As a that does make a lot of sense. That uh, yeah, that one would be the one that they're jerking off over. Or talk or think is about jerking off. I mean, really, it's called Solo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Analingus sounds very clinical, but a doctor will absolutely not do it for you, no matter your insurance plan. I don't think that's true. There's a doctor somewhere. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's Doctor Foxy Calvin Temple. That's right. That's our That's guy. <laughs> friend, friend of the show. Friend of the show. <laughs> oh. Uh, people show, people generally enjoy finally getting to have sex. So why is it called losing virginity instead of winning fucking? Hi, I'm Chip, and this is my TED Talk. I have a friend okay, seriously. who once forgot the word virgin, so they, ref- they said, fuck noob. Fuck noob. Fuck I feel noob. like if you said fuck noob, then you probably are a fuck noob. Well, the specific context, the elevator music, for... this, <laughs> the specific context was that uh, one of our friends was like saying something, and he goes, well, yeah, not all of us are fuck noobs. <laughs> <sighs> It's the, the whoever you are. <laughs> if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's the Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, oh, I don't have to ask because I'm ballsy. I'm the stud, not like you. <laughs> like you. <laughs> uh, and so that's. Uh, that feels like an appropriate place to leave. Sex Criminals Volume Five. I forget what this this volume is actually named. Um, ah, who knows? It should just be called Jake Has Fun on Wikipedia. Which, by the way, <laughs> by the way, oh, it's did called you know Five Finger Donna Discount. Was Mormon? Well, five Finger. That's great. That's great. Um, uh, but but yeah, indeed, uh, Belladonna was Mormon. So that's another thing that I learned on Wikipedia. Um, like, Next time, on. maybe I won't be on Wikipedia the whole time. I think it's funnier if you continue to be on Wikipedia, actually. I'm glad you think that, because I was going to do it either way. <laughs> it's a great bit, frankly. Um, uh, thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, tight hour 45 on this one. Um, my face hurts, because this has been so much fun to do. Jake, as always, it is so much fun to have you on here. Uh, I'll think of something that'll be maybe more uh, sensical <laughs> for the next Oh, one. no. Next time, I'm going to make you read From Hell by Alan Moore. So <laughs> I'm not joking. I, I want to do one specific chapter of From Hell Sounds because it's going to make us feel miserable. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Um. Uh, 
you for hanging out with this episode of MCMF. You can follow the show on Twitter at MCMF Pod. You can follow me on Twitter at Archer Arios, A R X H E R A R I O S. The X is a C. Do not make me explain it. Give uh, a star, a rating, a review on uh, Apple, on Spotify, whatever you use. It helps us get into charts and things that help the show, help more people hear the show. Tell your friends about it. Don't tell your mom. I, or do. Or do if your mom is if your mom is like Susie's mom, tell her about it. Fuck it. Uh, until next time, everyone. Take care, stay safe, and we'll see you guys uh, in the future when we talk about something else. Whatever. <laughs> Have a good one.